Welcome to the World Resources Institute podcast. I'm Lawrence McDonald, and our topic today is road safety, specifically road safety in India, which has recently passed a new law that can substantially improve road safety and reduce an appalling uh, record of uh, road fatalities and injuries. My guests today are Claudia Adria Sola. She's the Director of Health and Road Safety uh, at WRI, based here in Washington, D.C. Claudia, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Lawrence. And on the line, we have Amit Bhatt. He is the Director of Integrated Transport at WRI India. Amit, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lawrence. Um, I want to start by asking each of you to tell us a little bit how you got into the road safety business. And Claudia, maybe I'll start with you. Tell us where you're from, how you wound up in Washington, D.C., and why your passion is reducing road deaths. Well, mobility is something that we face every single day of our lives. As soon as uh, we get our homes, we have to deal with how we move, we have we arrive to places. So that was really fascinating to me. And uh, when I was working in Peru, I work in a project uh, on road safety and I realized the um, incredible impact that has in our lives, how many people get seriously injured, how many people lose loved ones. Um, and uh, I decided to dedicate my life to this topic to understand better what are those facts that uh, can really change curves and how road safety is related to other needs that we have sustainable mobility, better air that we need to breathe, equity, and so on and so forth. Thank you so much. Um, Ami, uh, I've had the pleasure of visiting with you at WRI India a couple of times, and you were kind enough to take me out to see the Rahagiri, another aspect of the work that we won't be talking today, but some of our readers are familiar with the car-free streets movement that you and others in India have helped to create. It's another aspect of making streets safer for people. How did you get into the road safety business? So Lawrence, about 17 years back, when I started my career after doing my post-graduation from School of Planning and Architecture, my first assignment was to work on national road safety policy, which was a consulting assignment at that time. And one of the recommendation of this uh, consultancy service was that India needs to replace or amend its existing legislation. And finally, 17 years later, I'm very happy to see that the law has been amended and we now have a new Motor Vehicles Act. So that's how I got into the space. So this is really the culmination of a career's worth of work for you. And we will be coming to the um, what's included in this important new amendment and why you think it will uh, save people's lives. First, Claudia, um, could you give us a global context for um, road safety issues? Uh, I think when people think about, um, you know, uh, early death, they think about diseases, um, they think about wars. Um, how big a problem is road safety in that context? It is a big problem. We are talking about the eighth cause of death globally uh, for human beings is road safety. So not that far from... Uh, malaria and HIV. Um, so it's a very serious issue. It's killing 1.35 million people every year. 
and uh, injuring 50 million. So we are talking about a serious issue. This is being called by WHO a global epidemic. Since 2000 to 2019, more Americans have been killed on the roads than in World War One and World War Two together. Oh my goodness, that's it, shocking. It is a very important issue, and uh, that's why we have now a decade of action, a United Nations decade of action on road safety. This decade of action uh, obviously includes action in India, and can you put the uh, Indian road fatality and injury toll into the global context for us? Absolutely. Um, according to the India statistics, the number of fatalities are around 150,000. However, um, WHO has released a global status report on traffic safety in, uh, at the end of 2018. And uh, they think that that number is um, a little low. As a matter of fact, they estimate that the number is as high as 299,000 fatalities, which puts um, India at the first place of the number of people that loses their life in traffic safety. 299, I'm always wanting to round to the nearest round number. That's almost 300,000 people, which is a, basically a third of a million. It's a lot of death and suffering, and that's only the fatalities. That doesn't include the injuries. That's correct. And many of these people are maimed for life. These are not minor injuries that they're getting. Absolutely. We are talking about spine. We are talking about head injuries, loses of limbs. Um, and, you know, we are talking about families that will be thrown into poverty even deeper once you have someone in your family that has uh, suffered a very serious injury. Before we started the show, you were telling me about the distribution of these fatalities across types of road users. Um, you want to say something about that? Absolutely. Um, and it is shocking as well because uh, out of 10 fatalities, six of them are people that are not inside a vehicle. So we are talking that the majority of the fatalities are among pedestrians, cyclists, and motorcyclists. So... This may be a little politically incorrect, but it sounds like the people with more money inside the cars are killing the people with less money who are outside the cars. Well, if you put it in this way, um, the people that can afford to have more protection, more steel around their bodies, are the ones that have the higher chances of overcoming a traffic crash. Uh, but this is not good. This is not good for climate change. This is not good for the air. This is not good for equity. So we definitely need to think how we put pedestrians and cyclists and motorcyclists in a more safer environment. Um, Amit, you said you've been working for 17 years together with others to try and get this law amended. It was passed in 1988. Why did it take so long? to get this amendment done? So one of the big issue around this amendment getting delayed is that transport is a concurrent subject, which basically means both the national government and state governments can frame rules. But the rules which is framed by the national government supersedes that which is framed by the state government. But a major policy shift, a new law has to get approval from the states. And that is where it, it, it was stuck for such a long period. 
Now, the process, and I've been tracking this process for almost like close to two decades. Every time there is a conversation around amending, somehow or the other, the process gets stalled. Sometimes it is political reason, sometimes it's not political reason. But finally, after almost three decades, uh, the law has, has changed. Um, I learned a lot from reading your blog post. For those listeners who want to know more than we can cover in the podcast, the headline is India has the worst road safety record in the world. A new law aims to change that. And uh, in that blog post, you describe the three main areas of the legislation. Um, give us a little context before we go into those three. What was the original legislation focused on? So the original uh, legislation of Motor Vehicles Act 1988 was developed when India was, was just starting to see motorization. And therefore, the emphasis at that time was most around motor vehicle regulation. And in a way, it was actually developed so that we could see more motorization coming up because motorization was thought to be linked to economic development. And so more motorization means more economic development. Having said that, what we also need to understand that even if you look at the official numbers of 150,000 deaths per year, India has about 11% of global road traffic deaths, but that's only one part. The other part is that it has only 2% of global motor vehicles, which means with 2% of global motor vehicles, we are killing anywhere between 11 to 22% of global road traffic deaths. Uh, one of the things I've learned from talking to you and Claudia and others is that traditionally, even here in the United States, when people think about road safety, they think about vehicle design and they think about driver behavior. And uh, we have a wonderful publication. Uh, is it City is Safer by Design? Yeah. Um, that has a lot of great before and after pictures of how to modify intersections. So, and so from that, I learned that road design is actually as important as individual behavior. People will always make mistakes, um, but we can design roads to be um, safer. And in fact, that's the first part of the legislation. Amit, mean, you want to talk to us about the road safety and infrastructure uh, part of the legislation? Absolutely. So one of the key provisions around the new Motor Vehicle Act is that one, right now road safety is very fragmented. So if you're going to ask who is responsible for creating uh, road safety, you will get at least 17 agencies in, in a city. So the new legislation sets up a provision for creating a road safety board, which will have representation from national government as well as state governments. And the board will drive the road safety agenda in at a national level as well as in states. So that's number one. There is also a provision that the national government will develop something called a road national transport policy and the policy will also look at the very issue of road safety. The third important thing is that infrastructure is very critical to safety and for the first time we have a provision wherein the government can actually find the contractors and the road owning agencies for providing substandard or dangerous road. So it also kind of makes it important to create safe roads not just only roads and last but definitely not the least is that there is a provision to scale of public transport and what we have seen is that the more you have people in public transport the lesser are the number of vehicle kilometer travel and therefore the safety is also improved 
Um, I skipped over something. I want to come back to you this, uh, back to you, Claudia, on this because uh, I'm thinking about what WI brings to the table here, and I think that the blog mentions the historical experience of other countries in addressing road safety. Was there an important finding there that uh, Amit and colleagues were able to share with the Indian government? Absolutely. Um, when we were working on informing these uh, um, researches in India, uh, we were looking at which countries are the most successful in tackling road safety. And we found, of course, that Sweden and uh, Denmark and Norway, the UK, the Netherlands, were ahead of the game. We are talking about countries that have two to three fatalities per 100,000, when we are talking about India having around 30 to 35 fatalities per 100,000. Um, so we look at why these countries had such different numbers, and we found that they were very keen on implementing safe system. What you are saying, Lawrence, that the behavior is just one piece and the human being will always make mistakes. We cannot uh, punish a person by you know, death or a serious injury if they make a mistake on the road. So the infrastructure is a very important piece of creating a safe system as well as the type of vehicles that you have on the road. Uh, so we have learned a lot from Sweden and the Netherlands in particular on how they decide they design these policies that are called safe system. Uh, you might have heard about Vision Zero. Um, now, through our research, WRI research, we found that it is also very important to pick the right type of mobility that you want to prioritize. So if you have mass transportation, vis-a-vis -vis just private vehicles moving your people, you will have a safer city. If you add more people biking and more people walking, your city will be definitely safer. So it is very encouraging to see how uh, India has now leg legislation that is absolutely cutting edge. Um, Amit, as the lead in sharing international experience with uh, Indian officials and other stakeholders, did that international experience carry weight with them? Absolutely, Lawrence, because uh, the request really came, how have other countries went ahead and addressed the issue of road safety? And that's where we brought this knowledge before the Indian government agencies is that they took a holistic step. And it's not only about having stricter fines or penalties, but you have to change the entire ecosystem. And, and as Claudia mentioned, we bought some learnings from countries which had done successfully well, and it was very well received by the Indian, Indian government agencies. So the first aspect of the legislation was the um, road safety and infrastructure plans. Um, the second has to do with vehicles, Amit. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. I think apart from safe infrastructure, we also need to have safe vehicles. And what we have seen in, in the past is that because of this overcompetition in the market in India for selling the vehicle, a lot of vehicles were really not roadworthy. And therefore, this vehicle actually empowers government agencies to ask manufacturers to recall motor vehicles if they think the vehicle is not safe for use. 
that is point number one the other important point is that it also empowers uh, central government to levy fines if they find that the vehicle manufacturers are not selling the right uh, vehicles and also what it does is that we have seen this rise of ride hailing services and there is a lot of road safety conversation in norm with the service so this bill empowers the government to actually regulate this right vehicle uh, right vehicle services for efficient as well as for safe transport so we've gone from the roads to the vehicles what's left obviously is the people uh, the legislation also addresses behavior. You mentioned drunk driving, speeding, things that currently have relatively low penalties. Um, what does the bill have to say that could improve people's behavior? I think this is a very interesting provision which has come because what we have seen in, in, in the past uh, was traffic fines, for example, previously for, let's say, jumping a red light was around $2. Now, that has been raised to almost $20. And in fact, the bill was actually implemented since yesterday. And today, as we speak, there's a lot of media articles going around on increased penalties. And people have been really caught by surprise. And in fact, right now, as we speak, we have a prime time debate going on across various televisions uh, on why these penalties have increased. So that's only one part. I think the other important part which, which this bill does is that there is a provision of good Samaritan. I think what we have seen in the past is that in case there's a traffic crash and someone brings a victim to the hospital, there is a lot of medical legal case which gets involved. So people who bring uh, victims to hospital are suspected of committing crime. And therefore, this bill actually saves them from all this procedure. So if there is a crash which happens, if you are able to bring a victim to the hospital, you will not be asked to disclose your name. Police will not kind of reach out to you. And this will actually help uh, victims reaching to the hospitals faster. The Good Samaritan rule, encouraging people to treat each other the way they'd like to be treated. Absolutely. Um, you end by talking about a road safety movement in India. Are you seeing signs of such a movement? Absolutely. I think for long, uh, road safety was either misconstructed or it was misinterpreted. And I've seen a lot of people, and, and India being a religious country, they have thought that life and death is your karma. And, and so if you die, maybe it's because of your deeds from the past or from this year, or from this life. But I think now people are realizing to uh, understand that road safety is a science and we have to work in a holistic manner only then the number will, will come down. And I think this act is a starting point, but now we are seeing many more state governments also leading, leading the cause of road safety, be it Haryana, be it Maharashtra, be it Punjab. We are seeing actually a national movement which is building, which is that we can't afford to lose any more life on our roads. I want to ask you a tough question. If we take the Indian government statistics, in 2018, there were 150,000 round number of fatalities in India. Um, obviously, the law is going to help make people safer, but there are more cars all the time. There are more people. Would you expect in maybe 2019 is almost over? In 2020, do you think that the total number of deaths will be lower than in 2018? Absolutely. And I think a lot of it will 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 go the credit will go to the new uh, law but also i think a lot of uh, because this preparation of law took some time that's where some of the states government actually got excited and they said till that law comes we will move forward with with the agenda of road safety 
and and so i'm pretty confident that next year you will see a, a lower number that would be wonderful and you know every life that's lost is a human tragedy it's not just that person it's that person's family the suffering the emotional suffering the loss of income um it's we talk about these large numbers but every one of those is is a real tragedy for somebody claudia i want to close by asking you know, India has the highest number of road fatalities. It also is either the largest or second largest population in the world. So there are many other countries, perhaps with similarly high ratios of road deaths. Do you think that progress in India would encourage progress in other countries with high road fatalities? I'm thinking perhaps of Southeast Asia, maybe some countries in, in Africa that have similar um, situations. Do you think that the Indian experience will encourage others to take action? Absolutely. I'm uh, very, very hopeful that India will become an iconic country where not only countries in Southeast Asia, but in Africa, in Latin America, can look um, and get examples. This regulation, this new law, is very important. And India is putting it right in the moment where the situation is critical. So it's very, very encouraging to see the government coming out with such an important piece of legislation. We now want to support and follow up what will come next. We have to see implementation, and uh, there are many other changes that need to be in place. Uh, engineers and urban planners that need to be trained so that they know what to design so that it's safe and car manufacturers doing their part too. So it's a lot of work coming up, but um, once we have this piece in place, I'm referring to road safety being in place, we're gonna see a lot of other important benefits that we are looking for. Uh, Indian cities are suffering with air quality. And uh, if we get more people biking and walking and taking mass transportation, we will definitely see improvement on that regard. Climate change and other areas will be also benefited from this. You know, I can see how that could be inspiring for other uh, developing countries, because if you say to, you know, Vietnam or Ghana, be more like Denmark, they might think that's going to be hard, right? Absolutely. But if you say be more like India, they mm -hmm. might say, I think we can do this. Absolutely, yes. Um, we didn't mention who supports this work. Well, Bloomberg Philanthropies um, has been generously supporting our work in India for the past 10 years. Uh, so we're very grateful to them. Uh, they have keep steady funding for us and any many other uh, organizations. So we are very, very grateful. Otherwise, this work will be not be possible. Thank you very much. Amit, any closing thoughts from you? Then I'll ask Claudia and we'll uh, sign off for today. Absolutely, uh, Lawrence. I think this uh, the new law is just a starting point. I think this is just a starting point. We have a long way to go. It's a good start. It's an excellent start, but we need to remember it's just a start and we have to get the law implemented. Yeah, one thing to pass a law, it's another to get it implemented. It's a problem everywhere in the world. Claudia, last thoughts from you? 
Um, I'm very grateful for the government uh, of India to come out with this very strong legislation. And I know I just visited India a couple of weeks ago, and I know the energy that people have. They just don't want to see more people suffering. And I'm pretty sure they will use all their strength and creativity to make this law work. So I'm very happy with that. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll leave it here for today. This is the World Resources Institute podcast. I'm Lawrence McDonald. My guests today, Claudia Adriasola, Director of Integrated Health and Road Safety Program with WRI, and Amit Bhatt, the Director of Integrated Transport with WRI India. Thank you both very much. You can find the WRI podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and anywhere else that fine podcasts are given away. Until next time, I'm Lawrence McDonald. Thanks for listening.